we should have come in, we should have come in. I understand that the team is playing a strategy, of course, but this is last minute job. This is an emergency scenario. You've got to fucking take the lead, asshole. Okay? Take the fucking lead, Peter. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to the show! That was such a cool Grand Prix. The Dutch Grand Prix, wasn't it? Oh, man. I tell you guys, it's such a special track for me. It really is. As I think many of you know, if you've been listening to my other episodes, Zandvoort was my home track. It still is my home track. It'll go down a very, very special place for me. I The track knowledge I have around there is very, very good. I love that place. It's very, very dear to me. And it's funny that... I think one or two of the Formula One guys have actually raced there before, but they none of them actually know some of the uh, the little tweaks, I suppose you could say. Uh, for instance, even number turn three. Now, unless, like I was saying on my other podcast episode, unless they've actually changed turn three, in other words, if they've taken out some of the camber in the corner, they're taking the wrong line. What, like, if you've actually noticed, guys, they come in at turn one, into turn two, that fast right, then into that immediate left. And you see the way they actually take the outside line. What they should be doing is taking the inside line, going down deep into the corner. That's actually the line. Now, unless I can't see something now on, on the actual on the actual camera and they've actually changed the turn completely around, well then, fine. But I don't see much. Anyway, but it was a really cool Grand Prix, wasn't it? In fact, guys, what we're going to do here is we're going to do a uh, split screen here. We're going to go through the highlights together, as we say, right? So let's have a look. Great Grand Prix. Great Grand Prix. Let's go. And we go racing in Zandvoort with a good reaction time for both of the drivers on the front row. Good start from Verstappen, in fairness. So, guys, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, I'm going to walk you through it. So, I mean, it, what an unbelievable lap. The first lap. It just pours out of the heavens, out of nowhere. Here it comes. It's all about the grip. Alonso is up to third position. Using all of that mastery as the rain begins to fall for Like, trust me, guys, it's a very tricky track in the wet. You've got to be on your toes here, like, and it's pouring down when they get to the end of the lap. So at the moment, guys, if you're listening on audio, it hasn't bucketed down yet, but out of nowhere, it's like a light switch. Boom. Yo, why are you trying to weave, asshole? Don't fucking weave. It's wet. And here it comes. Jesus, look at this. Look at this. Fuck. That's unbelievable. So much time. They will lose so much time on these slick tires. Who doesn't go in? Now you've got a pit now. It's, it's like, why didn't they come in the pit? I, I, like, I, I get it. The team aren't, you know, they're not prepared for it. I understand that. But Jesus, look, hey man, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? I'm just turning it down here, small guys. Sorry. 
100%. That is brave stuff. Those are Fucking the hell, man. issued releasing cars because of this pit lane being so tight. Fernando Alonso is And then there's still on slicks. Fifth position, and he is tiptoeing through the rain using all of the experience of his starting. Unbelievable, guys. Time champion. He's up to second. <laughs> It's incredible. And I'll just pause for a second, guys. So, like, in fairness, you know, okay, like, I'm saying that, you know, these tr conditions are incredibly tricky, right? I mean, one false move and you're fucked. You're, you're done. You know what I mean? Um, and at the same time, why didn't they all come in? I don't understand it. Like, and, and like I was saying, I know the team, you know, they're not ready. And trust me, no one was ready for that rain, but just... Literally, light switch, bang, on, pissing down out of the heavens. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? But still, you know what? You gotta do what you gotta do. And the amount of time it would have taken the team to actually get the different tires on the car, yeah, of course, it's gonna take a bit of time, right? Because they're gonna be flying around, but it's their fucking job. They should be used to this shit, you know? They should be used to getting, getting in those emergency scenarios and it's gonna take them a bit of time, of course. But that's okay. But just be prepared for it, you know? And the amount of time, like Perez now, he came in, beautiful move by him. He was seven seconds a lap faster than Verstappen, okay? Verstappen was in the lead on, was it lap two or three? And Perez came back out again, seven seconds because Perez was on the intermediates versus everybody else on tires. So the amount of time they lost, they would have gained back in the pit lane on the opening lap if they came in at, la at the end of lap one. Do you know what I mean? So yes, you're gonna lose a bit of time over here versus okay, if I keep going, how much time am I gonna lose? And that's the way it is. Now, fortunately for most of, most of the drivers, for Verstappen anyway, he got out okay. So it actually worked out okay for him, but you can't be fucking around with this shit, lads. You just can't. Do you know? Anyway, let's let's keep going here. Now. Now they're all coming in here now. Lap two. Thank God. And Norris, and then I love the way Russell took the lead. Oh, Hamilton's bitching again. Like, all right, all right, I'm going to pause here now. Sorry, guys, one second now. Like, <laughs> Hamilton, just shut up. All right, just shut, just stop your fucking bitching and moaning. Like, here's the thing, guys, all right? <sighs> Jesus, the guy's going to be a fucking ulcer, I swear to God. You go out and you race. Sometimes the team is going to call it wrong. Sometimes the driver's gonna call it wrong. Now, at the end of the day, it was very obvious that it was pissing fucking rain. And it was very obvious for a driver to make a quick decision to come into the pit lane and have the team get the fucking tires on the fucking car. And he's putting it down, oh, we should have come in, we should have come in. I understand that the team is playing a strategy, of course, but this is last minute job. This is an emergency scenario. You've got to fucking take the lead, asshole. Okay? Take the fucking lead 
and stop fucking around and bitching and moaning and complaining to the team. Like, do you realize how much the, the, the psyche affects the team? Like, how are they still holding on to Hamilton is beyond me, you know? Now, I do rate him. I really, really, truly do rate him. But I don't rate him that much simply because all his fucking complaining, man. That's not being a winner. That's not being a leader. That's not being a true champion and blaming your teammates and blaming the team and whatever. Anyway, don't get me started. Okay, let's keep going. Oh, he's right. a couple of meters away, and Sergio Perez manages there to go, time Perez. the conditions to perfection. And so much more grip. I guess I'll try and turn up a small bit. Unless you get the move done into turn three, you're going to have to do something inventive. And he's thinking about it, but that is close to contact. Gasly is forced to take the high line. All right, so we'll just we'll quickly go forward here now, guys. We won't go on too long here. And Alonso. But uh, Alonso had a good race, didn't he? Shit, man, he really had a good fucking race. Uh, I'm very excited to see Alonso back up there again in, in um, uh, up in the podium and stuff like that. It was just fucking great to see. So, like, we can see here now. Let's have a... Now, guys, by the way, check out Formula1.com. They are definitely, they are the best for, um, for all the information. There's so many bullshit Formula1 websites out there. You know, Hamilton got taken by a UFO. Like, fuck off, jerk offs. You know? Anyway, uh, am I in a pretty bad mood today? Maybe I am. Okay, so let's have a look at the... Um, so the driver standings, guys. Let's have a look there. What am I doing here? Okay. So Verstappen takes the win. Alonso back on the podium, baby. Nice to see Alonso back up there again. Gasly, he had a great result for... For um, uh, Alpine, I forgot the name. Didn't he get a great result? It was great to see him up there in fairness. And don't get me started on this eighth place trophy bullshit again. And I know Gary V, guys, have you ever actually watched Gary Vaynerchuk? Gary V, he's awesome. And he actually, I think that's almost like his trademark, the eighth place trophy. And I actually am copying him on that one. But he's right. This eighth place trophy horseshit. Like, Alonso, delighted to see him back on the podium. Pierre Gasly, delighted to see the back of the podium. But they're they're wandering around the fucking pit lane like they've just won 10 championships and they're the greatest of all time, or they've been confirmed the greatest of all time. Lads, you fucking finished second and third. You finished second and third. You did not win the race. Yes, be happy. Yes, be pleased. Of course. But the celebrations, like even Alonso smacking the wheel, like, oh, Jesus Christ. Where's your fucking standards, lads? Where is your fucking standards? I don't know, guys. I don't know what to think of it. Anyway, okay, before I fucking lose my fucking shit altogether. All right, driver standings. Max Verstappen, 3-3-9. 201 Perez. Like, he's got a 138-point gap. Holy fucking Jesus. That's unbelievable, guys. So he's got a high end. So 138 points is five wins 
plus 138. Heavy math now here, Peter. Jesus. Uh, plus another 18 points. So it's like he's got five wins in hand and a second place in hand. And he'd still be tying with Sergio Perez for the championship. Unbelievable, guys. Unbelievable. Now, Alonso, look, listen. I know I'm bitching about him here, complaining. But Alonso, he still had a good day here. He really did. Okay? He really did. Uh, and it was, look, it was really good to see Gasly back up there as well. You know, um, I think Gasly, they, they've obviously been struggling quite a bit. And I really do rate Gasly. Honestly, you know, if anybody's watching Netflix, Drive to Survive, and I know I'm getting a bit of shit for Netflix, Drive to Survive, even though I don't understand why I'm getting that shit. People are like, uh, fuck Sigma, it's all made up bullshit. Yeah, some of it is, guys, okay? So if you haven't seen Drive to Survive, it is an excellent, excellent fucking show. Now, is there some parts in Netflix Drive to Survive that are dramatized? Yes, of course. Of course. But I can tell you this, guys. A lot of Drive to Survive, and you see the, the kind of the back-end conversations with people, that shit's real. Like, a big one for me was, when I really knew it was real, was in the, uh, I think it was season one, when Christian Horner was talking to uh, Daniel Ricardo's dad, and they're at Monaco, and you can literally see the camera, it's, the camera's actually kind of back, right? And Ricardo's dad and, his, and Christian Horner are in some bar down by the, the dock in Monaco or somewhere. And, you know, there's, like, there's, it's almost like a party atmosphere. But Christian Horner is trying to reassure Daniel Ricardo, listen, there's no number one here. They're both on the same tier. When I heard that, that brought it all back. Because that shit happens every fucking year. Year in, year out. In any fucking motorsport. Karting. Formula Ford. Formula 4, 3, 2 and Formula 1. Happens all the time. <laughs> like it's unreal uh, how much it happens. And Christian Horner is full of shit. Right? Totally full of shit on that one. Because Verstappen was their golden boy. And the fact that that conversation has even come up, don't you think there's something going on here? You know, why is this conversation coming up if you think everybody's equal? Now, did Ricardo have a couple of bad performances? Yes, but only because the fucking car was not up to pace. Simple as that. Simple as that. So anyway... Um, so, guys, I think it's going to be a great one. Um, Monza, we're going to keep this actually quite short here today, guys. But Monza coming up next weekend is great back-to-backs, aren't they? Um, I think Monza is going to be a great one for... Well, <laughs> I'm always getting my predictions wrong, aren't I? Jesus. But I think Verstappen's going to be obviously right up there. Of course he is. They don't have the greatest engine, though. I think Mercedes, they should be. I mean, Mercedes' engine is very powerful. Um, the, an unbelievable engine in that car. However, the balance in the car is not great. So I think Ver, uh, Verstappen and Red Bull, I think they're going to be right up there. I think that their engine speed's not going to be the greatest. Now, depending on how they set up the downforce, etc. But I think they're going to struggle a little bit. However, 
with Adrian Newey's beautiful, beautiful fucking car, they'll actually gain a little bit of time in the corners anyway. Because the lovely thing about the Red Bull car, and uh, I'll just go back onto the uh, screen here, guys. The lovely thing about the Red Bull car is that it produces grip. It doesn't get grip. It fucking produces grip. I mean, this car is a freak of fucking nature. Like, there's two different type of driving styles normally. One, you brake in a straight line, slow it all down, and then turn in, get to the apex. When you get to the apex, you get on the power. That's kind of driving style number one. Then there's driving style number two. Driving style number two, and very like actually the Formula 2000 cars I used to drive in America and Canada. Brake in a straight line, and as you're turning in, you're getting on the throttle. Because those Formula 2000 cars used to actually generate grip as you're actually driving into the corner. And actually, if you weren't on the throttle, you were losing grip. So it, like, it was a very, very funny um, thing to get used to at the start, because you're like, jeez, i got to slow the fucking thing. But the more, you, the more you actually pushed on through, the better it was. Now, Formula 1 cars in general, they seem to be option number one. Brake in a straight line, and you can turn in, and you can carry huge amounts of speeds with the Formula 1 cars, obviously. Huge amounts of grip, mechanical and aero grip. Um, but the Red Bull is, it seems to see, or seems to me, that the more Verstappen is getting on the power, the more grip he gets. And it does look like the Formula 2000 car I used to drive. And now, to be fair, of course, it would take a little bit of time to get used to that. And it does. I mean, it took me a couple of days to get used to, you know, just kind of really get it into my fucking blood, my DNA, you know, to turn in, uh, power on through the corner. And people can say, oh, well, you know, Perez, he's not up to speed. Well, Perez has won already in the Red Bull. He's won races. So it's not like he's not up to speed. He's just not getting the car behind him. So, back to Monza. I think Monza's going to be great because, again, the Adrian Newey car, the Red Bull, you're turning in, and Monza is all about engine speed anyway. It's all about getting out of the corner. Now, we'll be, we'll be doing a preview on this in the next few days anyway, guys. So, I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I think you're going to have Mercedes up there, Red Bull, obviously. Uh, McLaren, definitely got up. I mean, the pace of them this weekend was really good, even though fucking Norris screwed it up, didn't he? Like going down to Schkivlak, down that right-hander, okay? Remember, if you listen to some of my other episodes, I was saying that Schkivlak going down that right-hander into the next two right-handers and then the next left, that was the key of Zandvoort. That was the real key. Now, if you watch the qualifying, you would have seen that, but if you watch the uh, the Verstappen and Norris on board, now actually, guys, sorry, now I, I tried to do a, a YouTube video on this, but they fucking took it down. <sighs> Typical. Um, so you can see the two of them, and Verstappen and Norris were neck and neck, and all of a sudden, going into Schkivlak, down the hill, Verstappen got to the apex, which he fucking should be doing. Norris missed the apex, and actually it caused him to lose the momentum because you need to get that momentum, guys, guys going down that hill because you carry the momentum into the next three bends. That's crucial around Zandvoort. And you could just see it on on um, on the qualifying when they do a back-to-back. In fact, you should YouTube it, guys. Unfortunately, I had to 
take the bloody thing down, they wouldn't let me put it up, unfortunately. So, sorry about that. But if, check it out, guys, because you can literally see Norris misses the apex, loses that momentum all the way through. Now, and going through that long left-hander, he actually just got a little bit of a snap on the, in the back, and he lost just, a, I'd say, maybe a tenth. Now, he lost most of his time, and Verstappen was a half a second fucking ahead of everybody else. So it wasn't an unbelievable lap from Verstappen. It was a good lap. That's exactly what he's paid to do. <laughs> it was just everybody else just didn't do their job. They just didn't do their job. So, anyway, guys. Um, it was a good race, though. And I can't wait to see next weekend in, uh, in Monza, man. Oh, my God. And so, guys, we're just going to close it off now. Uh, well done to Verstappen and Red Bull, though. Great result today. Fantastic. Great to see Alonso up there as well. Great to see Pierre Gasly up there, too. Um, really happy for him. Really happy for him. But stop this eighth-place trophy horse shit now, lads, would you please? Jesus. Anyway. So, guys, I'll be back during the week with a Monzo preview. And I'll talk to you then. Bye.